0: Hidden Grid, The Sixth World Chronicles, Episode 47 Initiation. Brother Shango goes to the big city. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Hidden Grid, The Sixth World Chronicles. So, I know you've missed my voice, but technically, you've been hearing it every episode. Just not in the intros and outros, for the most part. I had to add a little bit to this episode because it's a little bit different than what we've been experiencing so far. this episode, we only deal with one player, Andrew, and his portrayal of the character Brother Shango. This is a particularly powerful episode because, well, it starts off the process of initiation, and I'm not one to resolve it by a dice roll. It's a major step in a major development, and that's got to be role well played out. Simple as that. So, what you should know is this episode doesn't resolve the initiation. It ends in a cliffhanger, so warning ahead of time. And the worst part about it? The next episode isn't even a part of this initiation process. It actually takes place during the same time this initiation is happening. About one or two episodes from now is when the second half of this should drop. Don't worry, If you're listening to this sometime in the future, you can go right ahead and listen to it. If you're somehow listening to this back in December 2013, when this is posted, well, you must have been there when we recorded it, weren't you? So, in meanwhile, let's see what it takes for a shaman like Shango to cross over that threshold and where he has to go to be able to do it. See you on the other side. You hear a voice whispering, to Tissue Grey, calling in the distance. You feel awake, but not. Last thing you remember is falling asleep with Freya at your side and the past week's exploits leaving your body annoyed, stressed, and achy, but in your own way, you're making it through. But you hear a voice calling, Come. Come to me.
1: Um, I will, I guess, open my eyes and look around and see Mm -hmm. where the hell I am.
0: You find yourself in the middle of a jungle clearing. Trees stretch over you like miles of canopy in all directions. A single pinprick of sunlight Comes down from the trees above, lighting the small patch of dirt you're in. Before you, you see a small figure, maybe a meter or two in length. It is the Naga you have been seeing in your dreams. It is time, Shango, mine leech says. It is time for you to come to me.
1: Who are you?
0: There are things you have awoken, things you have stirred. Your actions now have put you in more danger than you can ever believe. The snake, or rather, the Naga moves back and forth, looking at you. You can almost see it kind of judging you, examining you. There is one who holds your strings like a puppet master. He is close, but not as close as he can become. Come to me.
1: And why should I trust you over this puppet master, if this puppet master even is real?
0: Because I will not hide my manipulations, should I seek to motivate you. Hmm. I can give you what you have lost. Access to what is missing from you, part of your essence you have given away. But I need you what here. Do you
1: mean? Here? Where is here?
0: You will know, but come to me. As he's talking, the Naga is slowly getting larger and larger. Each time he speaks, each word he says seems to add a foot to his length. At this point, he's already twenty-five, thirty 30 feet long, starting to coil around you. What you seek will be yours. You have the will to maintain it. You have the will to break the bonds of this master.
1: Who would seek to control the Spider King?
0: At this point, the naga has grown to a length of about twenty to thirty meters, massively arising above you. Many would. A dragon. Many, would choose to try to control you, to manipulate your path, and many will succeed. But you must gain the power to decide who, whose will you will follow.
1: I will follow my own will.
0: So we like to believe at this point, mind his pad, massive, larger than your entire body, falls down, swallowing you whole. You wake in a cold panic again you 're sitting at your kitchen table before you is the augmented reality screen of kiko 's comlink. your hand's pressing it. You pull your hand away and look at what you're, uh, what you're, is on the screen. You see a map of Amazonia and a single uh, GPS coordinate highlighted in the southern regions of the country.
1: Uh, I don't understand the internet. Um, I'll, I guess, try yeah. to tap it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the area expands. It highlights a small river valley southern parts of Amazonia, far from the massive river, but not too far from the city that once was Rio de Janeiro.
1: All right. Um, I'll try to uh, look around in the kitchen, if there's anyone else in the kitchen with me.
0: And it's just you. Everything else about the place seems normal just you sitting there in a cold sweat and the kind of quiet of the light of the city outside
1: I'll see if I can access my search history mm-hmm. or Kiko's search history on this thing
0: okay give me a computer check
1: <laughs> you're a funny man <laughs> You mean the one die? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's logic, right? Yep. Make sure I'm not being stupid. Yep, one die. That is a failure.
0: Yeah, you're not sure how to do that. In fact, you're not even sure how you brought up a map. I mean, you know this is a map. You know that much about computers and all that, but this... You have no idea how you got here. Okay. Uh
1: wake it up. Kitchen. Weird map. There weird De Janeiro. Uh does it have a name, this place?
0: Mm, not on the map you're looking at.
1: Okay. Um, Am I aware this is dream time? Or?
0: No. You're pretty sure you're awake right now. Okay. For one uh, thing, you're able to read the map.
1: Well, yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh. How did I get to this? Um, I'm going to have my glasses arrived? That's really important. Mm,
0: Yeah, I believe that was going to be on Wednesday or Thursday. uh, Then, yeah, your glasses should be there. You've already picked them up.
1: Alright. If they're nearby, I'm going to call Eve.
0: Okay. It buzzes a few times. Uh, Eve picks up. uh, You hear the sound of thumping music in the background. (laughs) Great. Aren't you usually asleep by now unless you're on a job?
1: Well, uh some strange things have come up and I needed a little bit of advice or some help here. Sure. Um I need to uh find out who might be from oh, sorry. Outside this is going on here. <laughs> no I need problem. to find out who um might be from this area of South America. And I'll kind of describe like the north of the (laughs) Rio de (laughs) Janeiro.
0: You hear a uh, kind of light male voice uh, come in over Eve's contact. I know that area. The uh, Europeans call that area the Valley of Night. At this point, uh, Eve shifts the camera from her uh, comlink to show a kind of Handsome looking man, about 40 or 50. Uh Eve says, this is Ansem, he's a friend of mine. He's like, yeah, what What about that place? I have uh, have some dealings in the area. I need to know
1: what's significant about it. Who of note has come out of the area.
0: He kind of sits in deep thought. Valley of Nights has been kind of quiet since the Awakening, from what I remember. Um, last I re- remember, and I got ch, I tapped the check a few people, but I think there was something about a cult that kind of moved in. Um, there used to be a, a kind of temporary temple structures there. Um, uh, nothing, uh, kind of, you know, traditional Native American, but, uh, some stuff some wackos in the 90s built to try to, you know, remake a pyramid or whatever, and, Basically, they get scared off from when the Awakening and the whole revolution a few years ago.
1: So there's a temple or a pyramid left behind by those people.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be in disrepair. I mean, these were people who didn't really know what they were doing. Uh, but the site basically had taken over well, by mostly a bunch of freeloaders, I think. And they got some weird cult going on there, but I haven't heard anything about that in close to a decade.
1: Hmm. Right, Ansem, Ansem. Uh, I might need to pick your brain a little bit later about this. you mind giving me your contact?
0: Sure. He, sh- uh, he uh, reaches over to Eves uh, calmly and just kind of types in a number that comes over in chat.
1: All right. Uh, I'm just going to put C1L1 just for the purposes of my notes no
0: here. Yeah, that's
1: fine. All right. Um, thanks. Uh, You don't know... Why anyone would be having dreams or little fugues about this place, would you?
0: And some kind of chuckles. Anything about Amazonia is a weird thing, chum. That place, ever since the dragons took over, it's a different world. I mean, don't get me wrong, back when it was Brazil, it was a weird place too, but man, that jungle is probably the most living place in this entire world nowadays. Alright.
1: Well, thanks for the information. I do appreciate it.
0: Mm hmm. No problem. Hey, if you ever, you know, if you need to get down there or anything, I'm the type of person who I've arranged travel for people all the time to get down there. Alright. I may be calling you in a few hours. Sure thing. Don't make it too so- uh, soon, though. Boys, we'll you gotta get to sleep. Well, sure enough. <laughs> Alright. Goodbye, Gray. Uh, Eve says. <laughs> Goodbye,
1: Eve. All right. I'm not going to call Maria Mercurial because.
0: She's not running right now. She probably is not going to answer.
1: Oh, she just got married. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I'm going to call Edus Arthe,
0: mm-hmm. Uh
1: who's Shamanic Services, Region Sorcery, Formulae, Spirit Lore, Tribal Politics, and Shamanic mm-hmm. Services. Yep, yep.
0: I said that twice. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, it takes about six or seven rings. Hello.
1: Sorry, I'm sorry to call you so late.
0: Mm, that's okay, Gray. What's up?
1: I need to know a pl- about a place called the Valley of Night in South America.
0: I don't know what.
1: You don't. Know, do you mm. know who might know about any sort of weird cults going on in South America? What can we call?
0: That's a big country. I mean, that place is almost bigger than the old U.S. used to be in North America. Um, uh, some of my, um, some of my suppliers, uh, regularly travel down there. Um, I'll ask around.
1: Let me know what you can find. Uh, and I I do appreciate it.
0: Mm hmm. Sure thing, man. I'll call you in the morning. Thanks. And what's uh, her contact rating?
1: Connection uh, C4L3. Okay. Cool. Alright. Fucking Boris. I'm not calling him fucking Boris. He won't know nothing about this. <laughs> um. Alright. So I just woke up in a cold sweat in the middle of my kitchen in the middle of the night, standing, sitting in front of a map, looking at this one area of South America, mm-hmm. which I've now established is very likely the Valley of Night that has some left behind pyramids from some cultists who got scared away during the awakening and the pyramids are ostensibly still sitting there. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, shit, Justin. How about you just point an arrow right there on the fucking map with an exclamation point over it?
0: I believe your character already did that when he woke up. (laughs)
1: Alright, um, I'm <laughs> going to send a message to, just a quick text message to Ansem. Mm-hmm. Uh, book me transport. Uh, and I am requesting, and I would request that, no, Val doesn't really pilot long, long journey craft, does she?
0: Uh, um, no, she mostly, t- I mean, it's a helicopter, so. Yeah. That's okay. like cities travel. Yeah.
1: Alright, yeah, that's what I'll just send
0: send out. He sent you a message back expedient or quiet? (sighs) Quiet. Uh, He sent you back a quote
1: uh, 40k. Damn! (sighs) Jesus Christ. I'm making pay money and karma for all this stuff. Where's my money at? Money. I'm
0: pretty sure you have enough money. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but you could always try to find another way down to Amazonia. Uh, Although I'm sure getting into a country controlled by a dragon is going to be so easy.
1: I don't like it. I say minus 40 for passage. All right. Hmm. Um, I'll head into the back room where I'm assuming Freya is asleep.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. She is now sleeping in the middle of the bed, holding your pillow to her. (laughs)
1: Like she won't. All right. I'm going to go and sit down next to her. Mm Mm-hmm. Just going to watch her for a little bit.
0: Okay.
1: Um... Your sweetie, gotta go. Uh, he's just kind of thinking to himself how he's best going to
0: tell her. You feel a kind of buzzing in your head. At this point, you hear her voice. It is way too late for words. What? As she uh, mind links with you.
1: I have to go to South America.
0: It's the dreams, isn't it? Yeah. The minute you need me, you call, and I will come running. At this point, she lets go of the pillow and just kind of glumps around your waist.
1: Okay. i kind of hug her in that awkward way that you can hug a person who's glumped around your waist. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll be careful.
0: You better. I'll kick your ass.
1: If that's not an incentive, then I don't know what is. <laughs>
0: Alright. You get a text from uh, Ansem. SeaTac, 8 a.m.
1: Right. And what, around what me. time is it now? Like 5?
0: Yeah. It's about 3.
1: 3, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. know, it'll probably take a good hour or two to get there from where you are.
1: Okay. Um I am going to go ahead and pack. Mhm. And then in the intervening time between uh after packing and uh that and when the car arrives, I'm just going to lay down with Freya.
0: Okay. Cool. So the hours kind of pass. Uh, she doesn't really stir much besides kinda giving you a hug and kiss goodbye as you get up to go, uh, as the car arrives and head off, heads off. Uh, on the ride out there, uh, your Talesmonger gives you a call. Alright. Hey there. Hey. Uh, so I heard a little bit, um, they couldn't give me much details, um, but from what I understand, uh, Valley of the Night has just kind of a lot of kind of creepy figures there. Uh, a lot of the local tribes avoid it. Uh, there's a lot of listing of um kind of touristy groups or kind of new age kind of people who come out to visit the place. Uh, pretty much nobody comes back.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: most of the tales mongers kind of avoid the area. Uh, no particular reason nobody wants to say anything about it. Uh, but one of the guys basically said that it gives them the heebie Oh, well, Fair enough. Yeah. What's up with this? Why are you suddenly interested in South America?
1: Well oh. got a bit of uh weird information about the place. Just need to confirm it. But uh thanks for reaching out. I do appreciate you doing that for me.
0: Yeah, no problem.
1: No. Uh shunt over like five hundred.
0: Cool. Hey, thanks, Ray. See you around the shop sometime, alright?
1: Yeah, I'll see you soon.
0: <laughs> all right. At this time you get another text from Ansom. Uh it says uh get your car to pull, uh pull yourself on the right uh entry dock. Uh tell him to ask for uh Ansom Helm at the uh guard door. Or sorry, the at the gate. They'll know Helm.
1: All right. I will uh transfer this these instructions on to the driver. Mhm. Cool. C12 Okay. Excuse me. Okay. Um Yeah, I instruct him to go over to uh I guess the guard station and give that information. And um I guess, wait and from there.
0: Cool. So the car eventually does reach the airport. Uh, it's pretty light f- at this time. Uh, most of the people coming in are the, you know, red eyes kind of landing and people heading off or getting picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drives past the kind of normal pickup drop-off area and the kind of heavily laden security and Lone Star and mm-hmm. airport security hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then drive you to the moderately less secure side gate. Uh, parked next to the gate is a pair of heavy Lone Star cruisers, and two trolls main the uh, gate itself. Uh, as the driver kind of picks up, uh, the troll kind of grunts, who's that in there? Uh, the guy says, we're looking for Ansem Helm. The troll kind of nods, looks down his list, leans in to kind of look at you, and then look back at the list, go in, Head to the Lear. At this point, the driver kind of drives forward. Uh, you see various planes taking off, heading off, uh, the sound of shockwaves as uh, suborbitals launch off, till eventually you reach the parking space, bench, essentially, of a Lear Platinum Custom, a rather fancy plush looking chair. Or, sorry, plane. Uh, the driver lets you out there and basically pulls away. The d- car, uh, sorry, the plane is sitting open on the tarmac.
1: Darn, I was to it. All right, I will take uh, a quick look around, uh, mm-hmm. and I'll do, um, not to particularly find something, uh, but just do a quick uh, sensing, mm-hmm. uh, of the area. Sure. Like to see if there's like, I don't know, a gigantic spirit in the Astral just standing over top of me, ready to pummel me. Okay. Anything like that.
0: Yeah, okay. Are you gonna do roll or just just want to kind of a general glance?
1: Just a general glance.
0: Okay. Yeah, you see uh, some several obvious spirits. Uh there are various elementos parked here and there throughout the uh airport itself. You can obviously tell they're here for security purposes, uh kind of patrolling things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, the general feel of the space is kind of cold, kind of mixed between the happiness and elation of people coming back to visit to the kind of sorrow and depression of leaving or having to go someplace you don't want to go to. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, then I will walk towards the jet. Hopefully mm-hmm. it doesn't explode as I'm going into it.
0: Mm-hmm. You climb up the st- uh, the walkway and find yourself in a rather plush uh, kind of sitting area. There's large uh, kind of soft red chairs here and there, and one's already sitting there with a kind of a small plaque that reads "Gray" on it. All right,
1: uh, I'll head over to that seat and
0: take a look. Okay. Uh, at this point, the door slides shut. Uh just gently and you hear the sound of the uh kind of ramp moving away. The intercom buzzes and says Uh if you'll buckle up my friend, uh we'll be taking off shortly. Once we're airborne, I'll be back to speak with you.
1: All right. I'll take a seat mm-hmm. and I'll slide my shades on.
0: Okay. So you buckle in, uh well it's been quite some time since you've flown. This is probably the most comfortable seat you've ever been on while flying. When you pl- uh, buckle gently, the sound of soft music starts to fill the cabin, and the plane starts to pull out. Uh, about ten minutes later, you're airborne, seeing the uh, metroplex below starting to fade into the distance when the front cabin opens up. A immaculately groomed man in his late 40s enters the cabin. Pleasure to meet you, Grey. As uh, we've said in the comic, I'm Ansem Helm. He offers his hand to you. Pleasure to finally meet you in person, mister. I'll shake his hand. Okay, you feel a power in his grasp that kind of, not like the type you expect from someone trying to dominate or anything, but just like extremely confident kind of handshake. Okay. So, heading to the Amazon, eh?
1: Well, yes, of course.
0: Wonderful. So, um, I'm going to have to keep most of the kind of little intricacies of the, your trip, uh, kind of quiet, just my nature to be a little bit more quiet about these things. But uh, the first leg of the trip, I'll be joining you. I have a little business to attend uh, in Central America at this time anyway, so your arrival was appropriate. Um, we'll be having one stop on the plane uh, to refuel somewhere around Oklahoma, and then at that point we'll be heading uh, to the Gulf itself. From there, we'll diverge paths. Um, once you're ready to leave, uh, reach out to me and I can arrange for, uh, similar exits for you. No extra charge to what you've paid me already.
1: Excellent. And is there, I guess, what is it called? A signal there?
0: There should be. Uh, the mesh network around Rio is not too bad. Uh, just don't go too close to Christ. To Christ? Yeah, you know, the, uh... Statue of Christ the Redeemer. Ah, oh. huh. yeah. If you haven't seen it, you'll understand when you see it. You will be able to see it by the time you arrive in the city. All right, trust me on that one. So Valley of Night—that's an interesting place. Have you been there before? No. Like I said, it's a—it's uh, not usually a type of place my business extends to. Uh, I have several associates who work in that area and pretty much throughout the coast and. Every now and then you hear something, but like I said, it's been a good close to a decade since I've heard anything significant from that place. A few disappearances uh, here and there, but nothing substantial that people trying to wander to the jungle already kind of suffer from. Hmm. Have you been to Amazonia before? I have not. It's an interesting place since, uh, since the dragons took over. Um, you want to be careful while you're down there. Uh, a few things of note is mostly the the fact that the jungle itself is very alive and is reclaiming what was taken from it. So any path you forge may not be there an hour later, half an hour later. Hmm.
1: <clears throat> so there aren't any roads or anything into this area?
0: There are, but they're pretty much the... Well, that particular area, no, but areas nearby, Yes. Okay. Um, in fact, and he pulls out his comic at this time and starts flicking through it. Okay. Uh, I only kind of handled up to your arrival in Rio, but here. Uh, he pops up a comic and you see a kind of an image of a kind of a handsome looking uh, Latin American uh, orc. Uh, this is George. Uh, he likes to go by the street name of just Southern Wave. Don't ask. Okay. Um, But he's a fairly good guide. A little eccentric at times, but he may get be able to get you where you need to go. Uh, up to you if you want him. Um, He does charge a bit more than I think he should, but you might be able to negotiate him down. I'll
1: see what I can do. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You've been immensely helpful on this.
0: Sure, no problem. Um... I have a bit of business to attend to, uh, just paperwork and business-related, blah, blah, blah. But feel free to take advantage of the suite as much as you wish. Uh, we have entertainment trades. Uh, there's a uh, headset there if you need it. All right. points to kind of a small pocket next to your chair. And enjoy the ride.
1: Okay. Will do. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: At this point, he kind of uh, heads off to a cabin on the back side of the room. So is there anything you want to do? Um, uh,
1: I will... I guess I'll try to tune in to news uh, to the effect of... I'm trying to find out if there's anything that collectively seems out of the ordinary
0: just in the world in general
1: yeah like you know how in the zombie disaster movies they're like there's strange illness and blah 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 broke out blah, uh, blah, blah stuff like that
0: sure 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 um yeah you kind of just watch the news and uh, for the most part things seem pretty quiet uh some talk of just different political stuff um you know, different concerns, uh, another scare of a possible Vitus plague outbreak that uh, a lot of people are denying is Vitus. And it's just, a, you know, local regional issue. And But, you know, for the most part, things seem oddly kind of calm. Okay. Uh, you flip through here and there. You see a image of uh, Maria Mercurial and from her recent uh, wedding and the kind of, you know, smiling faces of her and Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Uh, interviews with them interviews with a couple of different people uh you see uh you pass up an episode of talk with uh Dunkelson and his interpreter kind of speaking on t v yeah everything seems pretty normal okay
1: all right uh then I will um I guess put on the headset and tune it into some. Ra- uh, let's see. To some tunes that my newly discovered skills have informed me are
0: good. <laughs> nice. Cool. So you spend the next couple hours kind of jamming. He yeah, has a pretty good library. Um. Eventually you see him kind of come out of the office. He kind of briefly chats with you before heading up to the front of the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, He basically kind of indicates, you know, we'll be Descending to uh, for a few minutes, uh, just enough time to refuel. Uh, if if you need to get out of the plane, let me know. Otherwise, uh, planing you not even being here that long.
1: Okay. Sorry. All right. So we are. So we are landing. Sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: All right, one second, I'm trying to Mm -hmm. get my notes in order. That is no longer a thing. That is no longer a thing. Okay. Um, then if we are arriving and landing, um, first I will, uh, call george or southern wave if
0: uh, I can get. no he's not reachable from here okay yeah
1: all right um i am going to begin the next leg of the journey so is he taking the plane or am i taking the plane
0: he's still taking the plane uh, okay Basically, he has business in South America, Mm -hmm. uh, just not all the way you're going. Okay.
1: So we are stopped in Oklahoma, correct? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Just outside the city, in a small kind of airstrip nearby.
1: I don't know anything about Oklahoma
0: and Shadowrun, really. It's part of the CAS, if I remember correctly. I think. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um then if this is just a quick couple hours stay over, I see no reason for Mr. Gray to get out, the, out of the plane. Okay, cool. Because that's
0: scurry. <laughs> cool. Uh, Pretty much the plane uh, is down for maybe 30 minutes as it kind of refills on Avgas and then roars skyward again. Uh, a couple hours later, you you kind of expect the plane to land you know, somewhere on the east coast, but instead it just kind of keeps heading off and eventually you find yourself over the... uh. You know uh Atlantic before a few hours later when the sun finally starts to set uh you find this plane descending uh at this point uh Helms comes out once the plane lands. you glance out briefly and see that you're on a small landing strip on a kind of really tiny island somewhere
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right at this point, this is uh where our paths diverge, my friends, all right. Mr.
1: Helm, thank you very much for your time and for your assistance.
0: Mm, happy to be helpful. Uh, hopefully we can do business in the future. Uh, you tell some good things about you. Well, hopefully
1: good and not embarrassing at all.
0: <laughs> uh, always good things, always good things. Um, you will find a friend of mine outside by the name of Mercer. He's an associate of mine. Uh, he will be driving you to the next part of the journey. Uh it shouldn't be too bad for you. Um You'll be taking, uh it'll be a few days of travel up ahead, but it will get you into Rio pretty simply. Uh, if it was another nation, it might be easier to get you in quicker, but ever since the uh, Waking Forces toppled the Brazilian government 17 years ago, <sighs> getting in and out has been rather hard, especially with the magic they use on the border.
1: No, I completely understand. Mm-hmm.
0: So he kind of heads off the plane with you and offers his hand to you again.
1: Alright.
0: Again, the best of luck to you, my friend. Thank you. That's your help. I'm seeing you again. And he heads back onto the plane. Uh, further down the, uh, landing strip, though, you see a kind of, a uh, lightly tanned man, uh, leaning up against the pickup. Alright, I'll walk up. Hey! You're, um,. Uh, what did he say his name was? Uh, Gray, right? Yes, I am. And your oh, name? my name's Mercer. How you doing? I'm doing well. And you? I'm doing great. You got any luggage I need to carry?
1: Just this bag here.
0: Alright, well, go ahead and toss on the back.
1: Alright. Now, do you have any recommendations on what I should be picking up to survive
0: in the wilderness? Um, pfft. Most of what you can pick up, uh, I mean, you're heading all the way south, right? I don't sure. know exactly what city he's sending you to, but if you're heading to any of the metroplexes down there, um or Rio or any place like that, you should be able to get what you need in the city. Um Pretty much the biggest thing most people lose is, well, clean water and, you know, first aid shit. All right. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many things are in poisonous down there. Well, I can believe it, certainly. So, he hops into the truck, and as soon as you hop in, starts heading off. mm mm-hmm. uh, So, pretty much for the next uh, several hours, he's driving. Uh, at some point, the island connects to a large land uh, bridge that connects to uh, a larger landmass. hmm And you eventually kind of doze off. By the time you wake up, it's probably the middle of the night, uh, and Mercer's uh, kind of saying... We're almost there, about another five minutes, and then, uh... uh, (laughs) I guess you don't mind flying, do you? (laughs) I don't. Ah, good, good. So, um... He drives you to a small kind of, uh, garage... Where there's a lagoon and a seaplane sits waiting. Okay. Uh, at this point he kind of takes your bag and... Loads you into the, uh, plane itself, and... Unless you have any objections, launch us. Oh.
1: No objections. No so okay. I'll make sure that there's like a brown paper bag for
0: special <laughs> deposits. Nice. Well, Man, is actually pretty good in terms of uh, uh flying. Even like it's like pitch black out there, and this plane is excitingly less uh fancy compared to the uh, Learjet that uh you know Helm was piloting to get you there.
1: Less legroom, huh?
0: Uh, a little bit. This plane, you can kind of tell it has been upgraded, but it's probably close to 50, 60 years old.
1: Yeah, less legroom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, a few hours later, um, you manage to catch a little bit of a nap again, uh, but you wake up in time as Mercer's descending. Uh, he lands in the water, and literally, for the most part, you only see water miles and miles around. Uh, as the moon kind of has come out over the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing next to you is, well, apparently a tanker. Uh, Mercer kind of says, uh, these people take you on the next leg of the journey. Um, you know, best of luck to you, dude. All right,
1: Mercer. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of takes your stuff and hauls it and, uh, helps you up to the side of the tanker itself. And at this point, uh, it, this place doesn't feel as hospitable as some of the uh as some of what you've been through already. Sure. <laughs> um, most of the guys. Do you, your character doesn't speak Portuguese, does he? No, he does not. Okay, then. Yeah, you don't understand what most of these guys say. Jerks. <laughs> um, a few of them seem actually kind of fearful of you, or at least ignore you for the most part. Um. You spend maybe two or three days on the boat at this point. Jeez. You got food, you got waste, you have your own comlink link for, or at least your glasses for entertainment, and thankfully you're able to charge it a little bit in some of the antiquated uh power outlets this place has. Uh, until eventually, uh, about three days after you arrived, you hear a kind of loud roaring sound on the top of a shi- of the ship uh you head up and you see a sleek black uh fr- freaking near rocket like vessel sitting on the uh ship a uh vector thrust vehicle <clears throat> the uh captain of the ship is sitting there talking to uh a uh kind of just well this guy looks more like he'd fit in a uh, kind of you know a top gun movie than in the middle of a Oil rig in the middle of the Atlantic, okay, uh, the guy kind of nods at you as you approach. You must be the guy. I suppose I am <laughs> Don't worry, you only get I think one more stop after me, <laughs> but we're almost there
1: all right well, I've rather been enjoying my time traveling. <laughs>
0: Uh, the uh, pilot says something in Portuguese to the captain. The captain kind of smiles and kind of frowns at you, and then the pilot kind of points back to the plane. Come on in. All
1: right. So... Apple. Do as he says. <laughs> Come on in.
0: <laughs> There's not much space in the vector, though, ship. It's bigger, at least, than, the, uh, than that small little seaplane was. Uh, it's a good thing you know how much cargo the uh more you carry, the slower this thing goes, but they ain't gonna be bothered that much. Uh yeah. we're gonna hop over to uh south of the city. Uh at that point we're gonna meet up with a boat. That boat's gonna bring you into Rio. Alright. Cool. So at this point, uh the pilot kinda jacks in. Uh you can kinda tell right away this dude's a rigger. Okay. Uh and you hear this this. The rumbling sound before the vibration really hits you as the vector thrust starts to lift straight up into the air and then rockets forwards st- over the water. You felt fine while you were on the Learjet. You felt fine while you were on the seaplane. But flying this fast, this low to the water is just a little unnerving. I don't like it. Yeah. You do end up losing your lunch at one point. Aww. <laughs> About an hour of this throbbing travel finally comes to an end as a small, another small group of islands kind of appears before you. The jet comes in hard and fast, uh, stopping far quicker than you wish it would uh, on a small landing strip. Coming in, <laughs> coming in and landing... Uh, which the pilot just kind of chuckles and laughs as you kind of lose what's left of your lunch.
1: Jerk. (laughs) Laughing at me.
0: So. And this is it. He points to a few guys, uh, on the side of the coast. Uh, three of them looking up over at you, kind of staring through the kind of midday sun at this point. They'll take you where you need to go. What is he pointing to? There's a small boat, uh, A small rowboat. (laughs) Oh, jeez.
1: All right, I will get out of the vector thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your time.
0: Sure thing, sure thing. Tell Helm if uh, he ever needs a ride for you again. Let me know. I'll find a better seat for your height. I appreciate it. (laughs) Good luck. Uh, Before you even reach the boat, you hear the kind of thump. Of the uh, vector thrust shooting off. So Alright. To the boat? Yeah, I'll walk over to the boat.
1: Because uh, it's a rowboat.
0: Mm-hmm. A uh, man says something to you in Portuguese. I'm sorry? Uh, he says something else to you in Spanish. No. He tries Japanese.
1: No.
0: The man next to him kind of sighs and says... You, Gray. Yes. Hop in. I will hop into the boat. <laughs>
1: okay. so, honestly, there's no other reason why someone would say "you, Gray" unless they knew that my name was Gray. So I am going to get into the boat.
0: <laughs> nice. And
1: if this is some sort of elaborate assassination, then they deserve to kill me.
0: Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> cool okay so you know you kind of feel like this is actually still better than being on the tanker it's hot it's humid but they kind of cross the water before you and eventually you see in the distance the site of rio de janeiro
1: okay let's do this thing Mm
0: -hmm. the city is rather gorgeous uh Lit up as it is, as the evening sky starts to set in, the lights of the city and the various metroplex kind of spanning out from it. Mm-hmm. Only something is very, very weird about a hill up on the city. You see, you've seen pictures of Rio de Janeiro in the past. It's yeah. you know, you've you've, you've watched movies, you've seen different ones there, and you've always remember seeing pictures of Christ the Redeemer, a right? large statue of christ arm uh standing arms open above the city Mm -hmm. you don't think you've ever seen it like this in any media you've ever looked at the the statue seems to be almost pulsing with electricity strange bolts of purple and neon pink lightning seem to bounce back and forth between its arms and in the air around it. Huh. Within a com- kilometer around it, there's there's not a single light lit up. No candlelight, no torch, no electricity. It's like everything around is almost kind of a dead zone. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, the one who spoke English to you before kind of pipes up. Hit by electricity. Early in the century, been like that since.
1: Well, that paints a very impressive picture.
0: Mm. My friend thinks it's a place for forgiveness for, for healing. I hear it kills people who go near it.
1: It looks rather menacing. Yes.
0: And gives me the willies using totally American kinda uh, terms, and for South Americans who probably shouldn't speak too much English,
1: I never understood why some people would only revere one spirit. there are many
0: <sighs> you say so it's hard to know nowadays some um, what spirit what's a demon, what's a dragon what's a Something we haven't even looked at yet. Hmm. Sure enough. Hmm. We'd be in uh, port soon. At that point, you're on your own. Sure. Thank you. Hmm. So the rest of the journey is kind of quiet. The next half an hour as they continue to row in, eventually you find yourself on a small wooden dock that's probably uh, back from the turn of the century and you hear the large, the loud sound of a, a vast metroplex around you. The city itself is just, it seems incredibly packed. It Just, there are people upon people upon people here. Just a pulsing crowd. Mm hmm. So, what do you want to do? Oh, and it, uh, it is evening now. Alright. Well,
1: I will call George. Mm hmm. See if I can get him uh, on the uh, the horn. You reach the Southern
0: Wave, and then uh, that term is repeated again in Portuguese. And leave me a message. I get back to you, and that's again repeated in Portuguese. <laughs> okay, all right. I will
1: leave a message. This is Gray. Ansem had me call you. Call me back immediately. I'll hang
0: up. Okay. Uh, uh, about a minute later, you get a buzz. All right, I'll go ahead and answer. some sent you. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Well, apparently he's a man who can move mountains. Do you have time for me? Yeah, yeah, I got time. Uh, what type of, type of business you want to talk about? I need to go traversing
1: in the jungle. I need to get to the Valley of Night. And they need to reach there and uh, leave there uh, in one piece.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. Um, We can talk about that. You address, meet me up in that bar. All right. I'm assuming it has good food there. I don't know about the food, but the drink's great. I'm find sure they have something
1: to eat. Find a place with good food.
0: Uh, yeah, here, go here. He gives you another address. Okay. That's within walking distance uh from that place. We'll meet there. Alright, I'll see you there. Okay. Because I'm assuming that Gray
1: is fucking hungry.
0: Uh, he's eating various things all the way, but yeah, it must have been kind of crap.
1: Yeah, I want I want food food. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright. Uh, cool. Alright, <laughs> so you kind of make your way there, uh walking through the city. Uh, give me a perception check
1: perception that's where i'm a viking not really
0: a viking i don't know what do you think of viking we, as a perception thing
1: have we not seen that episode of the simpsons
0: dude i haven't watched much simpsons in quite some time Jesus.
1: all right hold on a second skills mm-hmm. perception and that is what intuition mm-hmm Uh, one success.
0: Okay. So you're actually kind of taken aback by just the the sheer diversity of this place. I mean, there are people of, of every skin tone here, people of every meta type. And, and I don't mean just like, you know, the, the traditional five. I mean, you're seeing Minotaurs here. You see Oni here. You know, you see Night Ones here. You even see another, you know, just... W- w- wakanabe here and there. Huh. Like, there are everybody here. You see a Sasquatch here and there. Uh, you literally watch as someone transforms into a dog before you and runs off. This, this place is almost overwhelming. Nice. You... Okay. Uh, were you carrying in drams?
1: Uh, I was carrying, uh, 12 drams.
0: Oh, now you're carrying eight.
1: Oh, uh, fart
0: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Pitch bu- pick buckets. Sorry, man. Yep. Yeah, that's
1: so. what happens in South America, <laughs> apparently.
0: Well, an overcrowded urban sprawl. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you head to where the kind of geolocation of the address the guy gave you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the type of place that just doesn't even have a name. Uh, but you can tell that everybody inside is definitely not a tourist. I mean, you've passed tur- tourists up, uh, around the area, but all these people, they look like locals. Uh, in the back, you see kind of a, a rather, bl- uh, kind of, you know, handsome looking, you know, Latin orc who kind of stands out. He looks. He looks a little bit more like he spent time in like kind of a uh, different sprawls than the kind of overcrazy place this is mm-hmm and kind of has a blue kind of large diamond looking thing uh hanging from his left ear
1: is it a, is it a hanging thing or is it an, an a an earring
0: well it's more like a stud okay or a plug rather.
1: Guess I can handle
0: that because that's not weird at all. Well, you know. <laughs> so you head over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, come on down. I ordered a few plates of uh, meat. I hope you don't mind. That's fine. Cool. So uh, he kind of, you know, uh, welcomes you down. You know, says, you know, what places place are you interested in heading to? You know, Valley Night. That's an interesting place. You know, I can might get you out there. Uh, then. He just basically kind of goes on and on for a good minute or two as food starts arriving before you can even get a word in edge-wise. Okay. He finally stops talking once he has food in his mouth. Alright.
1: Well. Southern Wave. Uh, Just call me Wave. It's faster. Wave. Because that is a perfectly appropriate name. In comparison to Southern Wave,
0: I, I <laughs> now- and It's better than my brother North Wave and West Wave. I'm just screwing with you. I don't actually have brothers. Okay.
1: Well, what can you tell me about actually getting out there?
0: <sighs> Land Journey would probably be the easiest. You could fly, but there aren't really any good strips that way. And it's kind of hard to get a strip in that area uh, because they have a hard time fighting back against the jungle. Um, but hauling out there maybe three or four days. Three or four there, three or four back. Okay. Depends. Um, not many tribes out that way. You know, most of the tribes kind of stick closer to the river itself. Um, it's a decent tourist spot. Uh, I've taken people there here here and there, but, you know, it's not too often called for. Besides, you know, most people come to the city here, and most of them want to head over to, you know, the falls, or, you know, they want to go up to the, uh, you know, Christ and all that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A few of them want to go to the Stonehenge, but, you know, if the government has that locked down, especially since it's so close after the equinox. Hmm.
1: So tell me, uh, the folks who do actually go to, uh, the Valley of the Night, what sort of people go there?
0: Touristy, uh, you'd call them new, new Agers, I guess. Just, you know, people who convinced that, you know, they could find something deep and spiritual there. They used to be, uh, kind of, uh, different kind of cults they used to hang out that area. They, there's this, weird, big kind of concrete pyramid they got made there. It looks like it kind of should be like a traditional step pyramid, but you know, it's made out of modern stuff, and it doesn't quite look right. Hmm. Alright. Well, let's talk about price. Sure, sure. Um, three or four days, three or four back. Hmm. I usually do about a thousand a day to travel, uh, but that's about a week, so you can call it five thousand even.
1: All right. And what about other things?
0: Uh, I provide things. Yeah, I provide things. You know, supplies, food, whatever. Yeah, you got to get anything special you need for yourself. But as far as food and water and tents and such, I get things.
1: All right. Can you get me in contact with a Talismanker? Oh, sure, sure. All right. Uh, so are you, let's say, magically active yourself?
0: A little bit. I can see into the other world. Not much beyond that. Is there anything I should know about this area? <sighs> there are volumes of books you could uh, know about this area. More of the, the advice is basically don't eat anything you don't know. Don't touch anything you don't know. Don't bother any animals. Don't bother any plants. If the plants attack, run. If the animals attack and they're not poisonous, kill them and eat them. If they are poisonous, run.
1: And you can and reliably identify those that are poisonous and those that are, that aren't?
0: No, usually I just run. Fair. But, you know, worst comes to worst, most creatures here, and he kind of pats his aside, and you see where he has the bulge of a heavy pistol. Mm. Most fall to that, awakened or not. You know, and keep in mind, this is still a jungle. Even the non-awakened creatures can be pretty nasty out there. You know, we got some big cats. Especially since the jungle started coming back, some of the bigger species coming back with them. Some nasty snakes, too. All right. I won't even talk about the spiders. (laughs) Well,
1: let's not do too much talking about spiders. All right. So when can we get going?
0: You slot your cred stick now. I'm yours.
1: All right. I do want to get a good night's rest before we head out. I can arrange that.
0: All right. I got a few safe houses. All right. So
1: I'm gonna give you the benefit benefit of the doubt here. I'm not gonna haggle you too much here. Uh let's go with uh forty eight hundred for the lot.
0: I don't know. Go ahead and roll me negotiations.
1: <laughs> uh all I want is two hundred off.
0: I know. <laughs> but still
1: right. nice roll. I know plus charisma is a lot of dice Ooh,
0: two successes mm. 5,000 my price man for a week alright 5,000 it is cool alright let's finish up and uh, I can get you to a place to sleep Sure you've had a hell of a time if uh, Helm set you here. What'd he do, send you on a slow boat or cramped in a coffin or something? I already he did that one time to a guy. Well, I certainly took the scenic route. Ah, you took the stealth package, huh? Scenic. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So he finishes up eating, uh, paste for yours and his dinner and, uh... A few minutes later, you find yourself in kind of the heart of the slum. Uh He kind of takes you to a small apartment that's kind of half-littered with the remains of concrete and uh kind of just plaster and all kind of building materials mixed with a wired mesh uh data network. You see kind of Cat5 cables and, you know, uh, Wi-Fi routers here and there and technology that ranges from the last 70 years of computer usage. Okay yeah eventually so he leads you up to a small apartment uh He says a few words in Portuguese to a woman, and she kind of looks at you and while frightened slightly uh kind of nods to uh southern wave. She says you're good to stay. I'll be in the bunk over we can head off in the morning, get some supplies all right huh. then I'll see you shortly. seems good so Woman heads off with him.
1: Okay. Awesome sauce. Uh, I will bed down for the night.
0: Okay. Let's
1: see if I can find a movie or something. If there's a screen in the room. Uh, if not, I'll just look at my glasses.
0: Yeah, there's like a, a plug to you know, kind of connect your glasses to the Matrix here, but as you do it, it's really kind of noisy. Mm-hmm. You're able to watch the stuff you have stored on your device, but trying to reach out anywhere is kind of a mess. Maybe you had some computer skill to filter out the noise, but this is a mess. Yeah. So uh-huh. you eventually fall asleep. Yep. And wake up in a clearing. The night sky stretching above you. God damn it, I was poisoned. You were near, Gray. You were near Shango. I'm glad you were coming. You well, see did next. Did I
1: have much of a choice?
0: We always have choices. But
1: you made this one so
0: irresistible. I have my ways. I'm glad you've made this one. Hmm.
1: So when we're done here. I can have my dreams back.
0: The snake almost smiles as it looks down at you. Ah, uh, those such precious things. Perhaps we will see. At this point, he kind of he just kind of starts to dissolve into a kind of a smoke cloud before you kind of pass back out into other dreams.
1: Damn it! I have questions for the fucker.
0: <laughs> right. You wake to the sound of a uh, uh, southern wave knocking on the door. You wake in there. No. <laughs> I'm ready to go when you are, boss.
1: All right. Give me a bit.
0: Hmm.
1: I'll go ahead and get washed up and ready. Ready to go. Okay.
0: There's not much washing facilities here
1: uh there's water right?
0: There's a bucket it has clean it has water water in
1: it. in it awesome
0: cleanish water.
1: I was born in a tribe. I know fair how this, this stuff goes <laughs> uh,
0: you were born in a little bit better environment than this. You weren't born in the middle of a metroplex slums uh, fair enough, but you've been on the run lo- uh or rather the road long enough that you're used to this type of thing.
1: That's sad that the bush is better than the Metroplex.
0: Well, you know, urban sprawl. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you come out to Sun the Wave uh, basically standing behind the woman. She's cooking breakfast. He's groping her and he kind of indicates that there's a plate ready for you. All right. Go ahead and sit down. For the Mm -hmm. breakfast. Uh, About a minute away, Southern Wave sits next to you, his own plate in hand. So, not too far. Like I said, three or four days, we'll be there pretty fast. Um, I called a few of my buds. They're going to help you out with this. um, Just in case, it's good to have backup, you know? Yeah, sure enough. Uh, Nothing awakened. uh, Just, you know, a botanist friend. He's going to try to grab a few things. Uh He bit at a tail-monger. Uh He might be able to get something together for you to find what you need.
1: Okay. And will I need something like a machete or anything?
0: <laughs> no, no. You don't want to do that to the forest. It will kill you. Fair. Uh, you mostly kind of have to will it and trust it to let you through. You don't want to be a dick to the jungle anymore. The Amazon, it's... And it's just, this creature, just a creature, just a creature to itself. It's, and he says something in deep Portuguese, and his lips kind of shake a little bit. And he kind of snaps the, uh, backside of his ear, pulls open a chip, blows on it, and snaps it back in. There, that better? You realize he's kind of speaking to you because he has a lingua soft. Sure. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> no problem. Uh, Alright. I'm going to... see if I can get some... drams off that Tazmonger. Cool. <laughs> fucking pit pockets. Fucking steal them fucking Drams.
0: Let's see, what's the normal prices of drams? About 20? He offers you uh, about drams for the price of about ten each. Yikes! That's pretty cheap. Yeah. You are in Amazon. It's kind of easy to get a uh, regents here. Mostly, what he's offering to you is kind of more, uh, you know, kind of herbal stuff. Uh, you know, plant-based, a few animal bits here and there. Stuff you're actually a bit more used to, rather than some of the more Kind of arcane hermetic stuff you're used to seeing up in Seattle.
1: Yeah. Alright, I will go ahead and pay for 24. Okay. James, James, James,
0: James, James, James. Cool. So, uh, unless there's anything particular you need to do, uh, you guys can get going. Alright. Cool. So, he pretty much, uh, they head right out of the city. They take a small, uh, kind of go-kart almost, Mm -hmm. and kind of use it to navigate the streets before heading to the, uh, northwest side of the city. Uh, from there they hop a truck or two, uh, get a couple miles out before the jungle starts to kind of overtake the road and i don't mean just like you know overgrowing the road Mm -hmm. i mean there are parts of the concrete slab that have been shoved up as if a tree freshly grew there yikes okay you know uh places here and there where branches are actually starting to like rip up signs like you hear the kind of this kind of creaking breaking sound all around you as the jungle itself is actively growing rapidly
1: okay X. X.
0: We're on foot from here. Like I said, keep safe, don't touch things.
1: Alright, I'll follow your lead.
0: Cool. Alright, so, at this point, I need you to make me a body check. You can do body and any. Athletic skill you think might be appropriate for jungle traversing? Hmm... Feel free to be creative with this, so long as it's not the color green.
1: It's not a creative color, dude. It's not a creative color. Making my way through a jungle.
0: A magical awakened jungle?
1: Uh. I, yeah, I really don't have anything that'll apply to this. Hmm. Other than, like, banishing.
0: I don't think trying to banish a magical awakened jungle would be a good idea.
1: Banish, banish, banish. Yeah. So I guess it's just body.
0: Hmm. You don't think anything else could be useful? A vibrant magical place like this. What? Like sensing? Maybe.
1: Or astral combat.
0: I don't think astral combat would be a good idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess let's try a sensing.
0: Okay. I'll let you toss that in.
1: really don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, two successes.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: Forest is going to eat me.
0: <laughs> so, keeping your senses open to the astro, you follow uh, George's lead as you guys head deeper into the fo- uh, jungle itself. You can almost feel the vibrancy of the ley lines here, just everything seems to just glow with a passion of energy. It all seems to just flow through every tree, every you know grass, every shrub, every fern, every vine, everything that's just surrounding you is just connected in a way that you haven't seen in years. With that, you're able to see the directions the trees are growing and the movements of them back and forth, and that actually helps you as you traverse back and forth and lets you kind of navigate the you know, corridors the jungle seems to give you guys. Uh, the days kind of pass back and forth until eventually in the distance you see what looks like a small, pale kind of building poking over the ridge you're climbing. There it is, Wave says. The top of the, uh, that damn ugly thing. He says, as you cross the, uh, the top of the valley finally, uh, below you, you see it's it's kind of hard to describe. It's it looks like a step pyramid, the the type you've seen in documentaries of South America and such. Except it's obviously made of concrete concrete slabs, and that the carvings were all done recently and still look rather sharp. While at the same time, it looks like the jungle growth over it has. Lasted for centuries, as if the jungle has reclaimed this place long before you ever lived. We may camp here, uh, Wave says. None of the guys want to go down there. Okay.
1: I can understand that. Hmm. (sighs) Alright, how many other people have you, uh, you and your associates um guided here.
0: About four in the past two years. And have any return? No, they go down to the pyramid. We wait a few days. Then we kind of head off. Same thing with you, man. We'll be here two or three days. You don't come back, we
1: jet. You'll be here for exactly 72 hours.
0: Yeah, rest of your week. Alright. Then, uh...
1: I suppose I should rest up before I head down there. I have no idea what I expect.
0: Mm-hmm. Seems reasonable to me. At that point, they kind of start setting up camp and offer out food and give you uh, some stew and, you know, some supplies. Stew? Stew? That's mostly what you've been eating along the journey as canned stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You gotta keep your salt up if you're sweating that much. Yeah. Electrolytes. Is mm-hmm. there any
1: Gatorade? In fact, yes. Yes, Gatorade survived. Like Taco Bell. You get the joke?
0: Yes, yes, I do. I do. <laughs> it's not beef, though.
1: Alright. <laughs> well, it's a rat,
0: of course. Yeah.
1: Oh. Um, Alright.
0: And the rat shamans so, complain about that joke. Ha! Uh, yeah, well, spider shamans. Nice.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I guess, uh, I'll go ahead and rest. And in the morning, what I will do, um, is kind of try to do a soft summoning. Mm-hmm. That is to say, I would like to begin the process of summoning, uh, but not complete it to see how the force reacts. If that makes any sense.
0: Mm, kind
1: of. Can I do? Okay. And in that case, hold on. If that doesn't work. Um, or if that's not possible. Let me see if there's something else I can do here. Because I don't want to just like go up and well, I mean, summon you could always, the spirit.
0: You can always summon the spirit and not necessarily demand services.
1: And that is what I will do.
0: Okay. What type of spirit are you going to summon?
1: Um, since this is the it's the forest's domain, so I'm asking it some favors. So I'm going to try to summon the spirit of Earth.
0: Hmm. Surprised you're not summoning the one type of spirit you haven't summoned ever before. What, man? Beast.
1: But according to this tradition, chart I have guardian, man, Earth, guidance, task.
0: Yeah, but guardian guidance and task don't exist yet.
1: God damn it. Hmm. <laughs> Fine. I will summon a... No, I did summon a beast at one time. Did you? Yeah. And. No, that was of man. No. That was. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I remember you summoned a spirit of man.
1: Alright, I'll summon a spirit. Do beast.
0: Okay. What force? Let's <sighs>
1: uh, do force four. It's a nice round number, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: One second. One, two.
0: Three, Add two dice. Five, five, six plus
1: one, two. <coughs> Yikes! Okay, so that is
0: four successes. Nice. You got two successes, so two tasks. Um, so you hear a large flapping sound. Uh, southern wave kind of whistles as a large kind of kind of hawk-like bird starts to descend. It's got uh, black and golden feathers. Uh, go ahead and roll me your uh, uh, your animal uh, skills. I forget the name of the ones you have.
1: Uh. Animal handling.
0: Okay.
1: Yikes! That oh, Jesus. That's five successes.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah, you recognize that this ape- it looks like a uh, Alicanto, a uh, a kind of traditional bird of the area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird that the beast fair takes such a pure beast form, especially since it doesn't even take on kind of the spider aspect you're normally used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a flock of Alessanto's natural ones kind of flutter nearby. Their uh, their feathers almost glowing in gold or silver. Uh, you actually know this bird does in fact uh, metabolize gold and silver, and that fuels the kind of natural glowing in its flesh. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bee spirit kind of Lands on a rather large log next to you. So, how big are
1: we talking? Like, bald eagle big? Well, or- the
0: ones you're normally seeing are about 35 centimeters and weigh about 600 grams. <laughs> okay. This thing looks like it has a wingspan of about 12 feet.
1: So, it's like the giant birds in, uh, what was it, Down Under?
0: Rescue No, down that, under? that one has a bit bigger than 12 feet. Okay. And I mean total wingspan, not per wing.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Per wing,
0: that would be that one from Rescuers <laughs> Down Under. That's a good reference to a fun movie. I love
1: that movie. It's a good All movie.
0: right. Hmm. Um,
1: I will bow at it. It
0: kind of bows its head slightly at you. Why you keeping your eyes on it, basically? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you for hearing my call. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will be traveling into this pyramid, and I seek assistance and protection from any evils that might attack me.
0: It bows its head at you again.
1: Alright, I'll turn to, uh, the rest of the crew. Thank you very much for seeing me out this far. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I should return in 72 hours. Um, But if I don't see you beyond that, again, thank you.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, Wave says, uh, as you head off, you actually notice that uh, the two guys with him kind of head off too as the Alicentos kind of fly off. Uh, It looks like they're following the Alicentos here. You got a five, right? Yes. Okay, well, you know that Alicentos actually, not only do they actually eat gold or silver, uh, Mm -hmm. but that a lot of people will follow them, uh, not to, some will follow them to try to, you know, kill them to get their wings and feathers or the contents of their stomachs, others will follow them to try to uh, find wherever they're getting their ore from that they're eating Mm -hmm. and make a quick fortune. Okay. So. (laughs) Well,
1: hopefully they don't get lost in the fucking jungle. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. So heading down the path, huh? Scared. <laughs> so as you enter the valley, you hear the sound of something, something loud in the distance. Like you know that if you up close to whatever it was, it would be just just hugely loud. But it sounds so very very far away. It's this constant rapid noise. You know it's not coming from the uh, the pyramid itself, but from outside the valley uh, as you get closer to the pyramid, though, a smell kind of starts to overtake the place. Uh, it's kind of leathery kind of smell mixed with the smell of human sweat.
1: So So is that sound that deafening sound? Is it like cr- like earthen? Is it beast?
0: More like water. Okay. Okay. Right. Like, like, like the sounds of a great amount of water falling, maybe. Okay. And
1: I'll uh, continue to make my way forward.
0: Okay. You eventually reach the steps of the pyramid itself. Um, all around you, carved into the stone, are various kind of mixed symbols of different cultures, different uh, magical groups uh, ranging from, you know, late 20th century Wicca to kind of classic Egyptian, uh, traditional South American kind of uh, mysticism, uh, Druid lore, just a mix of different kind of cultures here. And it's all poured concrete that's been molded into this shape.
1: So are these symbols um, carved into the uh, the concrete, or mm-hmm. have they been like poured on a mold?
0: M- more like they've been carved, and not very well. Okay. Like whoever carved them definitely was not a skilled mason.
1: Okay. All right. Um, I kind of don't want to do no sensing because I don't want to go blind. <laughs> uh yeah okay first i want to do uh a perception to see if there's anything uh anything living well living i mean uh humanoid in the area
0: uh i'll give you this one for free yeah you could definitely tell the the energies of humanity are around you. Okay. Excuse me.
1: Um. (sighs) Do I want to call out or not? I will call out. Hey, what do you say? Uh, I don't want to be New Agey.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, is anyone here?
0: Uh, you don't hear anything. No reply, at least.
1: Right. I will head towards the uh, the pyramid. <laughs>
0: Okay, we're already at the base of it.
1: Uh, is there an entrance?
0: Uh, you can see one up further up the steps. About halfway up the pyramid. Okay. I will, uh,
1: tentatively touch the pyramid with the hand.
0: Mm-hmm. It feels cool to the touch. No
1: electricity coming out and zapping me. Nope. What's the weather like?
0: hot, humid. Uh, Looks like it might rain soon. Damn it.
1: I just mean something bad's gonna happen. Thanks a lot, Justin. (laughs) Uh,
0: Of course, something bad's gonna happen.
1: Alright, I'm gonna look at the uh, what's the bird called again?
0: Making me look it up again do the Alicanto. I'm
1: going to look at the Alicanto to see if it seems in any particular distress or cautious or anything.
0: It seems focused on the entrance. guess that's where I'm going
1: then. I will start climbing up the, uh, the, uh, the I guess it's not a perfectly formed step pyramid, but I'll try to start climbing up.
0: I mean, the steps are perfectly co- formed in the sense of somebody poured concrete in a mold.
1: Yeah. Then I will happily make my way out.
0: Okay. Uh, as you start to rise up the steps, you start to see uh, various kind of cluttered litter here and there. Uh, you give it a glance and it looks like various pieces of clothes and here and there, you find a uh, piece of electronics that have been discarded uh, and left out in the weather for weeks and months. Um, mm. Like people were shedding their worldly possessions as they r- rose up this pyramid. You do not that's, feel discerning.
1: That's silly. Huh? Our worldly possessions tell us about ourselves. Mm. I'm continuing up the, <laughs> the fucking steps.
0: Okay. Alright, as you make it about halfway up the steps, you start to hear kind of a a rhythmic kind of drumming and a light chanting. Uh, Something very guttural.
1: I'm going to pause uh, to see if I can discern where it's coming from.
0: It's coming from the pyramid itself, or at least from the entrance up ahead. Okay.
1: Alright, I will make my way farther up.
0: Okay. Uh, You continue to find more things uh, left here. Uh, Some as recent as maybe a week or two ago. Some objects have obviously been here for decades. You know, you continue to rise up and you see where the jungle has actually started grasping at these objects and have woven it in between uh, vines and you know, branches that have grown over this part of the uh, structure. Mm-hmm. As you continue to rise up, the sound of the chanting gets louder and louder. Okay.
1: Um, I'm going to kind of uh, climb up and peek into the entrance. Okay. If I can do that. Sure.
0: Uh, As you climb up enough to be at eye level, at least to the entrance, uh, you could see that there's light coming from inside. Uh, It looks like shortly after the entrance, it kind of dips down, and several meters away, you see the other side of the pyramid uh, and an exit that faces the jungle out there.
1: Okay. Now, do I see, I guess, any light coming from inside?
0: You do. You see the flickerings of uh, torchlight. Or at least firelight.
1: Yeah. It's, just, it's
0: just scary. The drumming sound continues to get louder and the chanting continues with it.
1: Um. <sighs> I don't want to get eaten, Justin. Alright, um. I'll step up And kind of head in.
0: Okay. As you cross the top of the uh, the, uh, pyramid stairs, you're finally able to look down into the center. The core of the main area of the pyramid is a large mass body of various flesh. Inside you see maybe 40, 50, 60 people, various ethnicities, genders, metatypes, Most of them naked, a few of them wearing kind of what looks like partially ceremonial garb. Most of them are just kind of focused on just uh, kind of a kneeling posture and moving their hands back and forth and uh, kind of almost as if in prayer. Uh, They're in a semicircle around a bonfire. And across from them, you see the kind of large form of a gigantic snake. Or no. That's not a snake. You immediately recognize the purple form. Of Mind Leash. And. He is huge. Easily 30 or 40 meters in length. You have no idea of ever hearing. About Naga getting that big. But he is massive. And takes up almost the entire uh, other side. Of the pyramid that his worshippers seem to be taking up. You merely see that his face is looking directly at you as his worshippers continue chanting and drumming below.
1: Hmm. Ah, <sighs> great. Okay. Oh, give him a wave.
0: His head lightly uh, dips down as if inviting you to come forward.
1: I look back at the at the bird and I will shrug, like, what do you think?
0: It kind of lightly tilts its head as if, you know, this is your call.
1: <laughs> Unhelpful fucking bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh...
0: <laughs> all right. Entering uh, the den of the serpent.
1: Yeah. I basically got a bird and nothing else. Alright, head forward.
0: Okay. So as you step into the pyramid itself, it felt damp in the jungle. This is worse. Ew. This is the sweat of dozens of people all gathered in a hot, humid cluster. This place reeks of uh, reptile flesh and, you know, unwashed humanity. Mm. You know, you step down the uh, stairs on this side of the pyramid towards the gathering uh, horde. These people vary so much. You know, a few look like they may belong here. Uh, You know, strong bronze bodies that could probably survive well in the forest. Others are pale and pasty and likely were recently in uh, office uh, environments. Others look like, you know, they just don't look to be the right type of people to be worshipping a snake or a naga like him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As you approach, though, they uh, they start to, without even looking at you, uh, part moving aside so you may pass towards the bonfire. Ah, oh,
1: Jesus. All right, I will move forward.
0: Get eaten by a
1: fucking...
0: <laughs> you move through the crowd their bodies barely moving apart from you, them touching your feet as you move, them seeing words of... You can't quite make up their words. It's not... It's none of the languages you've heard. It's it's not the Portuguese, it's not Spanish, it's not English, it's 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 a language that's the that feels more primal, more more guttural in uh in tone. You eventually cross through the crowd and stand before the bonfire that is heating this entire space. The heat is intense. Uh across from you, mind least looks at you through the flames. You have come. You are wise to do so.
1: And why am I here?
0: You are here to reclaim what you have lost. Memories, sacrifice for vengeance.
1: Memories. As far as I know, I recall everything.
0: Do you, Shango? Do you recall the names of all your brethren? Do you recall the names of your teachers? Do you recall the names of those you loved? Those lost in violence and madness? I buried them to start anew. Yes, you did, but the dead, the dead never stay quiet, and your actions stir them. Those you've meddle with, those who meddle with you, seek to awaken that past. To battle them, you must have that knowledge. You must awaken the inner you.
1: And how do I do this?
0: I can offer you the tools to cross to gain access to who you really are. I can also offer you a place of power. A place where crossing over is like slipping into a stream.
1: Your offer does not seem as if it would come without any caveats or anything in return for you.
0: I, like others, seek to manipulate you. I will not hide this. And for you to be necessary for my machinations, you must have be fully awake.
1: And what would you have me do?
0: All in time, as there are mysteries that have not been revealed to me, magic is not such that it can pierce the veal. That is time itself. But the plans of puppeteers, the plans of dragons, of elves, of mortals who would seek to control this world, they play out before us. And I will not have them be upon, pawn without knowledge of those who move me and who move you.
1: And then show me this his- hidden history.
0: Open your mind, and I will show you where you must go.
1: May we come as thralls like these
0: no these are the unworthy these are those who have glimpsed the wonders of what magic can give and who do not wish the burden that is controlling it that do not wish to take the responsibility of action i give them my protection here away from those who would control them Who would train them to use their magic in ways they would not cherish. And teach them magic that is but magic for fools. You actually feel the crowd kind of shiver at his words. They worship me in a foolish manner. A manner you never would. And I never want. Very well.
1: Let's see what secrets you have to reveal to me. And I guess I don't know how to open my mind, but... Whatever. However that however that happens. <laughs> at
0: and this and point, you to start to... <laughs> no, you turn, don't start turn to a gibbering Batman. <laughs> uh, at this point, you see an image in your head. Rushing water, cascading gigantic scene of waterfalls the likes of which you have never imagined a roaring sound that you're sure that that is the noise you hear though this waterfalls are miles and miles away and that were you upon them you would uh, be nearly deaf to any other noise in their wake this is agazu the great falls to the west. Here you will find a sanctuary, a place of power where the world is weak and magic rules. Here you will find a place where you may find the threshold and cross forward once you have beaten the challenge therein. Find this place and your destiny will grow as you deem it shall. But fear. The falls are not unprotected. There are those who call this place home. And at this point you see a flash of a large winged reptilian figure. Do not seek to challenge the guardian of the falls. Respect this place. And he will let you pass. Strike against it, and he will swallow you whole. Very well. And I then want- you kind of snap back to this env- to the kind of bonfire.
1: Okay. How many days? Walk. Is
0: this? from dawn till dusk and dawn again and you will be there you need no guide for I will travel with you
1: and by the time I'm done I will have no guide back home
0: speak to those who guide you I'm sure you can persuade them. After all, you will have exited this place. Very well. Okay.
1: Alright. then I will head out, make sure that no thralls like run at me with Mm -hmm. Some shiv or something,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. you know people, crazy, crazy people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now you actually kind of get a glimpse of their faces, and these people their their eyes are rolled up in the back of their heads, and they're truly muttering utter gibberish and nonsense.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. I'll head out. Uh, I'll look at the bird as we're leaving. Mm-hmm. Well, that could have gotten worse. It kinda nods. Alright, we'll head back down the pyramid and back up to uh the location. Has has the amount of time that I expect to have passed passed?
0: Yeah, it's about midday now. Okay. The uh, the other two have not yet returned Wow Didn't expect to see you so, at, Well ever actually Really Well like I said Most people don't come back
1: well, Not most people
0: hmm. So where can another, we go
1: Not yet I have another uh, Trip That I need to complete It'll take me about a day and a half to get there I'm not sure how long it will be Once I'm there Uh, and a day and a half to come back.
0: That'll be three days. Um, if we go past the week, I'm going to expect more pay. Of course. Why wouldn't you? If you're going to be three days, then we may leave and come back, um, to get more supplies. There's a place not too far from here where we can resupply in about a day and a half away. All right. Uh, go ahead and uh,
1: transmit me that location.
0: Mm-hmm. He gives you uh, the link and kind of yep. GPS coordinates.
1: Okay. i take that. Not like I can read a computer map, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, in a pinch I might be able to puzzle it out if my life depends on it. Right. Um, okay. Uh, then I will see you in a couple days.
0: Okay. Best of luck.
1: And you. And best of
0: luck finding your... friends. Mm, They'll be back. They're not stupid enough to try to follow those birds all the way. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright.
1: Then I will... head back (laughs) and leave leave them.
0: Cool. By the time you get back, um... The cultists have started to disperse a bit, uh, and Mindleech is actually uh, is on the opposite side of the pyramid at the top of the steps.
1: Okay, I head over to him.
0: Mm-hmm. So you actually get a better look at his scales now. Um, Mind Leash scales start off as kind of pale white at the the top of his snake face, um, but they start to kind of change to a kind of emerald colored as he goes on. Um, pressed into his scale is lines of gold that to you looks like a mix between rivers and ley lines, uh, various kind of inscriptions. You're not sure of the language are pressed into his scales here, here and there in gold or silver or other precious kind of metals. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Well, I don't know. I'm
1: ready to start.
0: Then let us go. My followers will stay behind. This is not a journey necessary for them. Alright. Farewell. So at this point, he kind of starts slithering forth out of the backside of the pyramid, kind of moving back and forth down the uh, steps. The first couple of uh, hours or he's quiet. He doesn't really say anything. Um the forest seems or rather the jungle seems to almost open up before him. Just it's not supposed to the plants move, but as if they grow out of the way almost. Huh. As if the jungle obeys him.
1: Okay. That's creepy.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know how I came to know of you? Mindless asks him. No. I don't. There is a child that you know. A young elf. A foolish one. A daughter of wealthy men casting herself out from that world.
1: You're speaking of hell.
0: I do. Are you aware of her blossoming gift? I am not. Are you sure? You do not recall how once when you were seen with followers of another cult, the brief glimpse she had of what you called forth?
1: I do recall. But I thought nothing of it Nothing significant at the time
0: Young children see spirits Those her age do not Unless there is more She has not told you But she has Seen her first Spits of power She has Called forth sparks of fire She will not admit this to you. Not even you. Through her I learned of you. She and others met one of my children and battled and defeated him. Do you remember your first true magical adversary in this world? In this western society? I do not. The one who was a servant of Spider like yourself?
1: Justin's gonna have to remind me, cause I have no <laughs> idea.
0: <laughs> the, uh, he's speaking of, uh, Eclipse. The, Motherfucking
1: uh, Eclipse! Mm hmm. Yeah, okay.
0: My child was a servant of his. Your child friend found him. And force the information. That is how you found your adversary. That child of yours. L. Is a danger. Forces vey for her. Look for her. Parents seek her out. They will find her. And when they do, if she does not know how to control herself, she will kill and they will kill in retribution. You should protect her.
1: Well, thank you for telling me this. I did not realize uh, the extent of her abilities.
0: She has a lot of power within her, a lot of potential. Potential that should not go unused. She should not become, as others have with their powers, burnt to the world.
1: I would not have my daughter be so.
0: At this point, kind of mindlessly falls silent again. You continue on for several hours, he stops briefly at a stream and drinks and suggests you do the same.
1: He snake drinks? Ah, so weird!
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll drink some water.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: After purifying it, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. I see the water here, it actually looks pretty clear, clean.
1: It can look as clean as it wants to be.
0: Still you still purifying. have worms in
1: it. mm to the fucking jungle, dude.
0: Fair enough, fair enough.
1: <laughs> I grew up in the bush, man. I grew up in the bush. <laughs> no, that shit yeah. goes down.
0: All right. So, as you guys continue west, the sound of roaring water gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually, you come out over a small plateau where for kilometers around you, you see the uh, the pfft, sorry. Messing up my term, uh, word of art. Mm-hmm. You see the Igazu Falls. Now, do I need to give you a little picture of these to kind of give you what it looks like modern day?
1: If you want, but it's like Angel Falls, right? Hugely huge? Yeah. Okay. And
0: you know, this is kind of a small, quieter part of it. Like, do you ever see Crystal Skull? Yes? Those kind of falls near the end of the movie.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Except bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger than that. Gotcha. Like, it looks like the earth has started to give way underneath the force of these falls.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Here, Mindly says, you're only able to hear him because he's talking to you through your, your mind. You feel like if he tried talking to you in the flesh, you wouldn't hear a word he says. Here is the place. Seek where the water crosses and you will be able to move in. You will find the place of power.
1: Where the water crosses. What do you Mm -hmm. mean by that? You will see. I appreciate this mystical journey. But if perhaps you can be a little more forthright.
0: You kind of notice at this point... Uh, M- Mine Leash is... Staring up into the sky. Do you follow his uh, line of sight? Yep. You see a winged figure up of there.
1: Winged figure or, or... Winged creature?
0: Winged creature.
1: Okay. All right. I will...
0: You should be on your way.
1: I will be on my way. Okay. And I, I guess I will head towards the falls because it's where the
0: water is at. About three or four minutes later, you hear a swooping sound uh, and watch the figure above streak past where you are back to where you were. You hear a massive hissing sound and then you hear the sound of fire and lightning crackling. Wow. You glance back briefly and see the sight of Mindleash in battle with whatever dragon that is, lightning and uh, spells discharging left and right. Mm -hmm. It almost looks like Mindleash has some sort of bubble protecting it, a kind of force energy just keeping spells away from it as well as the large talon and claws of the dragon. Okay. So, at this point, I need you to make me a perception check.
1: I don't want to. I'm scared.
0: <laughs>
1: Anything I see can see me. All right, so that's perception. Just dropping dice all over the place.
0: Oh wow! One two, four successes nice that's pretty good yeah that's, that's, that's what you needed really Good <laughs> you look back and forth in the falls, trying to find the place where the water crosses water crosses. What could that possibly mean until you see a point where two rocks kind of point out next to each other, and where water splashes down on these rocks, the flows move back and forth, crossing each other in a stream.
1: Mm-hmm
0: you look and you realize beyond them appears to be a tunnel of some sort, or cave.
1: Okay. Um, I will try to... I mean, is that place accessible? I mean, is there still water flowing around it?
0: There is water flowing around it.
1: But is there, like, any kind of step... stones toward it?
0: There are. They look rather wet and treacherous. Of course they do.
1: Uh, is my bird still with me?
0: Oddly enough, yes. You would have expected it to have left in the day that it's been, but it, it appears to have stuck around, almost as if it's curious. Uh...
1: I'll ask it, uh, can you help me with my balance?
0: It not. At this point, you kind of feel uh, its presence more as it physically manifests. Okay. At this point, though, it starts to flap, kind of flaps over you, and then actually pulls its talons into your shoulders. Awesome. Are you going to allow it to do this? Yeah. So I you just asked it-, it to do well, more than keeping your balance, it gives you a point of physical damage as its talons reach, rip into your sh- uh, shoulders. It then lifts off, carrying you across the water to the entrance.
1: Worst bird ever hurting me in shit. Alright, so. But you made it. <laughs> yeah, it did make it. Alright, so that's. Mm M.G. Okay. Alright. Thanks, bird. Mm -hmm. I'll kind of rub my shoulders. (laughs) Fucking hurt. (laughs) Cool.
0: So, this place kind of reverberates with power. It's, It's, there's such energy here, it's It's almost overwhelming. The sound itself is overwhelming as well, but it's almost as if the magic itself is drumming against your ears. Hmm. You continue into the tunnel? I'm
1: going to burn out, man. Yeah, I'll continue into the tunnel, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) Okay. It starts to get darker and darker as you move in. It gets to a point where it's near impossible to see even with your low light vision. What do you do?
1: Uh. Let's see.
0: You do have some supplies.
1: Yeah. Uh. Is there a cracking. like a crack stick? A glow stick? Yes, there is. I will glow stick this sucker.
0: Okay. Soft kind of green glow starts to go over everything. You continue further down to the tunnel until you reach a large kind of chamber that looks almost as if it's been carved into the mountain. Inside, you find below you uh, a near-natural stone circle, a place where stalactites and stalagmites have formed a kind of, you know, dais in the middle of this room. It doesn't look natural. It looks like it was part of the earth, but like something form- caused it to make, yeah, to form. Okay. But power emanates from within.
1: Oh, God. Alright, uh, so is this, this is below me, right? Yes. Alright, I will, like, uh, try to make my way down. Okay. Carefully.
0: You slowly make your way down, kind of stepping back and forth, stepping over small round boulders until make a perception trick. Oh,
1: I'm going to die. That is intuition plus perception. Let me make sure I'm doing this right, because I forgot that I'm supposed to be adding my plus two from my mentor spirit. Okay. Uh so that is intuition plus perceptions five plus two, so five plus two. So Alright. I got two successes. I really need to get dice mm-hmm. that I can actually fucking see. <laughs>
0: That's enough with the light you have. Um, The round rocks are not rocks; they are skulls. Various multitude size. It's not like there's like a giant, you know, movie-esque kind of number of them. Mm -hmm. But this is a place things have died, and corpses have been left behind. You move your way down, and are finally at the uh, the ring of stone itself.
1: Hmm. All right. Uh, I will just do a quick assessing.
0: Oh yeah, this is a place of power. Yeah. There's a massive background count here. Oddly enough, though, you seem to be attuned with it.
1: No sure idea. All right. Um, I'm going to. I guess I'll step into
0: the circle. Stay tuned for part two.
1: Justin, I hate <laughs> you with the fiery passion of a thousand burning desert sons. I just, I just would like for you to know that.
0: <laughs> I do.
1: Just like complete hate
0: right now. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys in part two and I'm stopping the recording now. This work is licensed under creative commons attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 3.0, unported license. That means you can share it, you can even cut it up, but you have to add a label for all the bits within, including the license for the following artist. This week, we're following the artist, the alien Mike E.T., The Furious Guitar, and the album, Instrumental Heavy Guitar Wizardry. The intro music is Unfinished Dream, and the outro is shattered silence the album is available from magnitude.com for in that sleep of death what dreams may come when we have shuffled off this mortal coil must give us a pause